you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry V and J-Mac are on tap to help us navigate the show. Fridays are um, the days that we try to do a little bit of a lighter show, kind of open the phone lines up, do a recap. Sometimes, though, I think the recap kind of brings us into a heavier show because this is the opportunity for our listeners who have been listening all week long but were unable to get in because – Sometimes Will will say he'll open the phone lines and then he'll kind of just keep talking about his topic. And then so what I have heard from listeners is that they have tried to get in, but then um, they they didn't get a chance to. And I tell him, you know, to just take it easy on Will because he's (laughs) not aware that he just keeps going on. He doesn't mean to do that. I don't know how to stop, you know. Well, you know, and, mm. and then and the thing is, when we talk about it and kind of review the show and how we think it went, I, I always try to be very gracious with you and that you went on and on and didn't let enough listeners comment on the topic. But you do feel badly about it, don't you? Yeah, um, I do. You just do better. Do yeah. better. That's all we're saying. Just do I better. Feel terrible. Anyways, uh, <laughs> welcome to the Friday edition. It's the Gumbo Show. Um, it's April the 1st. It's supposed to be April Fool's Day. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Right? I used to hate that. Think it's cool. Were you ever gotten by it? Of course, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I think everybody, you know. At some point. At some point. I used to hate that, and I used to hate, like, the St. Patrick's Day people come pinch you and stuff. (laughs) I didn't like that. Oh, my goodness. That's got to be, that's got to be extra annoying. Did I forget to wear green? Ah. Introvert, yeah. Yeah. Because you don't even really, yeah, you kind of don't, yeah. Anyway, before we get into the show, can can we just have a moment where we acknowledge the passing of our friend Dan Celia? Yeah, um, yeah I know, and there there will be much that will be said about Dan, but um, I just wanted to make sure that we publicly acknowledged um, just our brother in the Lord, yeah. and um, that you when when the when believers pass, mm-hmm. the emotions are very much mixed, right? Because you know immediately that they are with the Lord, mm-hmm. and so their faith has become sight, right. and there is a moment of um, just. You know, I just we indescribable joy. It's hard for us to understand. We, we try to, right? Um, but then at the same time, you grieve, right? And and this is why we have this encouragement from the Apostle Paul, writing under the direction of the Holy Spirit, that we don't grieve with those as those who have no hope, right? Right? We we grieve in hope, so we know that um, for those of us who die in the Lord, um, it's sad, but it is a beautiful thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Because we go to the one that our heart loves, yeah, right. And Amen. so, so anyway, I'm my um, my heart is breaking uh, with the Celia family, and um, and I can only you know imagine that feeling. And then you multiply that mm. because it's not a um, it's not necessarily a private grief because Dan has impacted so many lives, yeah, so many definitely. lives. So you know, you just. So we just need to um, keep the Celia family in our prayers and uh, just, you know, uh, anyways, I just wanted to say that I wanted to make sure that we acknowledged 
uh, the passing of Dan Celia. It's very, very sad, just a devastating thing to learn. Um, we have had we have had brothers and sisters who have been sick for a while. And, um, you know, you pray and you pray and and you fast and you pray and things turn around. Right. And then you've had other brothers and sisters that are in similar situations. Probably sometimes the reports aren't as bad, maybe. And um, and you pray and you fast and, and, and then the results are not the same. And this is why I am convinced that we must do what the Lord tells us to do. We pray, we fast, we cry out to him, but the results are his, mm. that he is sovereign. And what he yeah. determines to do is is up to him and we can trust him. We can trust him. Amen. So anyways, um, we just wanted to acknowledge the passing of Dan Celia. Yes, yes, definitely. And one thing I, I will say is uh, Dan was uh, very wise, hmm. very, very wise. And I, I remember him giving me wisdom about things that wasn't, it were not even related to finances. And so, yeah. you know, he's just yeah. a, a wise uh, man. And so mm-hmm. definitely a loss, you know, but like you say, you know, we can celebrate as well knowing that he's with Jesus. Amen. You know? Amen. 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 Well, I just, I, I know, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> he's Dan Celia was one of those individuals who, you know, his and and I'll say this and then and then we'll kind of go into a recap of the show. But I think of you know there there are certain people, and this is this is true for everyone, right? Like that there is just one of that person. But then there are and you, I think you'll understand what I mean when I say there's there are some people who kind of fill a space with the way that God has designed them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Dan Celia was one of those kinds of people, mm-hmm. you know. And so when that person is not in that space it's oh it's felt yeah right does that i don't know if if i'm doing a a good job explaining and trying to be careful in how i um how i explain so anyway um keep the celia family uh in your prayers one of the things i I will say one of the things that um just on a, a personal level uh dan and his wife yvonne one of the things that i learned from them several years ago was that they had an evening ritual where they always had tea together Mm-hmm. That was something that was a part of them um, just reconnecting at the end of the day was having all the things that they did. And I remember um, Dan and Yvonne just sharing that with me. And it's one of those moments where it's like, you know, it doesn't even naturally kind of fit in the conversation, but you're just talking. And it's one of those takeaways where you are reminded that it is so important that your marriage is so important, that mm-hmm. your relationship with your spouse is so important. And anyway, it just comes to my mind in this moment. All right. So this is our Gumbo Friday show. So let's do a quick recap. On Monday, we did a little bit of juxtaposing where we took a couple stories from the headlines. You remember this, Will the Great. Mm-hmm. And uh, we looked at the disconnect in those stories where we've got people who are outraged over um, the killing of animals in yeah. this country, but at the same time lamenting the fact that there are certain states that want to protect babies. Mm. Huge disconnect. Um, Mackenzie Scott giving money to Planned Parenthood and Habitat for Humanity. <laughs> wow. Just a disconnect. And that we just yeah. want to juxt- juxtapose those yeah. stories, right? Money to Planned Parenthood and money to Habitat for Humanity. And then on Tuesday, we talked about the desantizing of Florida. Governor Ron DeSantis, I just love it. I hope it catches on. I mean, it really <laughs> does seem like a thing, like a disinfectant. You know what I mean? Like just a clean up, a little yeah. desantizing. Anyway, um, 
the, the signing of the uh, law, 1557, House Bill 1557, to uh, reaffirm parental rights and education, that kids cannot be robbed of their innocence against the parents' will or, or without the parents' knowledge. Um, so anyway, so we talked about that. And then we circled back to yesterday, circled back to Disney, um, <laughs> because while we were telling you about House Bill 1557, Disney um, leadership uh, was having a meeting. And in that meeting, um, all of the cards were turned face up where you clearly learned that uh, the goal and the objective is to sexualize children hmm. and to sexualize children against against what is normative. Right. So 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 sexualizing children, sexualizing children just by itself is bad, but it's worse to confuse children sexually. So while you're at it, confuse them sexually. And if you were listening yesterday, we played several clips. Uh, thanks to Christopher Rufo, journalist Christopher Rufo, um, who uncovered this information. This th These video recordings were leaked, and uh, he made them public. And at, I want to say, you know, like Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, Boycott Disney was trending. Um, I, I would say this, um, <clears throat> you know, even if the trends don't say anything. I think that the behavior of parents really does have to change. Yeah. The behavior has to change. Yeah. There's no way to get around that. I, I am, um, I just don't understand people who are so outraged, but then it doesn't produce a result in them. Mm. You know, it's, it's a type of apathy that just kind of gets normalized and it just becomes the way that we do, right. that we do things. So yesterday it was the carriage is a pumpkin. Um, also, I will say this, and if we get to it today, I, I, I do want to... Oh, let me give the phone line. Let me give the number, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. So again, um, having, one of those, um, having one of those phone calls that kind of is like a, I guess, like a takeaway that you kind of keep thinking about. Um, I was thinking about our sister, Shannon, who called us yesterday from Texas and um, and which, by the way, uh, to our sister, I, I, I wish you would um, email us because there's some information that I want to send you that I don't I don't think that I will do it justice to to go through it on the air. Although today I will say this today, I do want to present just a little bit of it because it just kind of really burdened my heart yesterday as I was listening to her talk about her daughter that she uh, sent away to college. Um, there are a couple of things I wanted to explain. Well, I say a couple of things. It's a lot. There's a lot that I, I kind of <laughs> want to explore um, in maybe giving parents some tools and talking with their children when the authority of Scripture and the historicity of, of Scripture and the inerrancy of Scripture has come under attack. And so um, I, I do want to touch base or, or kind of I kind of want to address that today. It's a lot. So I feel like even as I was preparing for this, I thought I'm not going to get to all of this. We're going to open the phone lines up and we're going to get talking about some of the other stuff that we've done. And I, I know I'm not going to get through all of it. So what I would like to say that is if the Lord wills and maybe we can get to it on Monday, mm -hmm. maybe just do an entire show on it. I think that would be very productive. I think yeah. because not only would uh, Shannon, I believe it is, um, yeah. benefit, but I'm sure there are other uh, parents who <laughs> have the same questions. And I think it is a topic. This is a topic that we need to dedicate some time to. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, can I can I say this as we as we get the calls queued up and, and then mm -hmm. wait to go to the calls? Um, and, and I want to I want to say this carefully and I want to say this lovingly just so that we can all be on the same page when we talk about how our children 
move away from God or how our children reject the knowledge of God, they reject the truth. I think we have to recognize that while we can, and, and I, cause I was educated on a secular university campus. Right. Um, absolutely. Universities are not like they were when, when I was attending. And even then it was bad, right? Your <laughs> hey, faith came under attack. It's right, not like it was a, right. a cakewalk, you know, um, where everybody walked with their Bible stacked on top of their other textbooks. You know what I mean? It was not that. Um, but at the same time, I want to say something that I think as parents, we have to make sure that we step back and understand the spiritual attacks that our kids face long before they head off to college. So here's what I want to say. When we experience or we encounter our children and it appears that they are calling into question the authority of the word of God, whether or not the word of God is reliable or whether or not the word of God is historically accurate. I, I, I want to say this very carefully. We have to be open to exploring the fact that in some cases our kids have been convinced away from the authority of scripture because they don't want it to be true. Mm-hmm. It's not always a violent wrestling away that we are looking at in our kids. And why do I say that? Because in the same way that you can have a kid who um, grows up in a Christian home and goes off to university and is inundated with all of these rival thoughts, these rival philosophies, they are challenged in ways that you cannot imagine. And yet they walk away with their faith intact. It's because they were willing to first approach that fight with the belief and the confidence in scripture already. Mm. So in other words, even if they came up against some information where they were like, Oh, you know, I never thought about that. Oh, you know, the beginning point was, but the word of God is true. Yeah. (laughs) The word, I'll find the answer. I'll, I'll, you know, I don't have an answer for you now. And, and wow, you really, you really stumped me, but the word of God is true. And so let me go do some digging and I'll get back to you. But when we have our kids who, kind of don't they weren't that invested do you understand what i'm saying and what the point that i'm making here is that this gets back to ken ham's book which he wrote over 10 years ago already gone already gone so so what's the point that i'm making we've got to be on guard right now because it is not that they leave once they leave the house right far too often it is that they have left before they left the house right so by the time they get to the collegiate level, it's not that all of a sudden they have this epiphany that the word of God isn't true. And all of a sudden they're going in that direction. It's, it's far more likely that they don't want it to be true because they never did want it to be true. Mm. And it's tragic, but we have to face those realities. All right. Erin the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll take the break and we'll be right back. Heroes, heroes, heroes. Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. It's the Friday edition of the Gumbo Show, so we open the phone lines up. You can give us a call at 888-589-8840-888-589-8840. We usually kind of recap on Friday, do a little bit of a lighter show, um, but that depends on you. We'll talk about whatever you want to talk about that we're informed on. If we're not informed, we'll tell you, hey, I don't know. I have to look into that and then get back to you. 
Um, I know one thing that Will the Great hasn't brought up, and it's been talked about probably around the world. Um, this would be the Will Smith and the Chris Rock oh, uh, altercation. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. I actually think it has some cultural implication. Actually, it does. It ha- okay. it, it does. But you know, man, it's it's silly and it's it, kinda, it, it is know, it is it, it really does. I, I really it, think it says something. What what, what yeah, does go it ahead. say? Go what ahead. does it say? Well, well, no, I think it shows where we are, and and again, and I talk about this often uh, with the disconnect. Mm-hmm. You know, just the details that surround this story and how really our culture waits to figure out what its outrage should be. Mm-hmm. So initially, right, everyone like um, Will Smith was a hero. Initially, mm-hmm. like first mm-hmm. out of the gate, it was Will Smith defending his wife. Right. He's a hero. And but then it was like, wait, no, he's not. He just violently struck a man, right? Who was doing, who was making a joke, yeah. amidst a bunch of people who, you know, yeah, a lot of them make their living by doing things like that, right? You understand what I'm saying? But then he was allowed to sit there. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't removed from. He he was able to walk up, strike a man, right. sit down, and enjoy enjoy the rest of the show, right? Right. And so I really think that this kind of shows where we are, that people are not able to arrive at their conviction. Let's let's talk biblical conviction until they check to see if everybody else agrees. So so as I read Mm -hmm. the news headlines, as the news headlines came out, they were constantly changing based on public opinion. So the Oscars are sort of like, oh, wait, what? Everybody just wait. People are upset that he hit him. (laughs) Oh, that's not good. So then they come out and they're like, hey, we actually did initially ask him to leave, but he refused. Well, then that's a lie. <laughs> that's a lie. And then can I tell you something else? And, and man, and the Bible is proved true. Even when you watch it among the wicked, like you, you watch people doing, they don't fear God, but you watch them doing those things that confirm the word of God is true. The response of Chris Rock, it's the response of Chris Rock that really turned the public opinion. It was Chris Rock's humility that when he was struck, he didn't strike back. Even when he was approached by LAPD, he didn't want to press charges. He didn't want to file a report. Now, I mean, you know, some people can, you know, whatever. But Chris Rock, and 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 look, I'm not I'm not a champion for either of these people, but I really believe that when you look at the situation, there's some cultural implications there. Like I and I know at first we kind of talk about this, we're like, eh, we don't know if that's real. It yeah, just seemed I, too look, like look, foolish. Look, still, right? I don't know. You know, I, and I know people say, you know, whatever. But I will say this. One big thing that, that stood out to me mm-hmm. was, okay, he felt like he needed to defend his wife, but yet they have, like, this open marriage thing. Oh, that's glaring. And yeah. so, like, really? Like, to me, that's very, that's very telling because yeah. it, it, it's like, do you really care? I mean, y'all have this marriage thing that's open. Like, why are you trying to defend her from, you know, and and – and someone like Chris Rock who tell jokes, they do this all the time. Like what? Like, I, I just I just feel like, you know, it, man. OK, so can I make another observation? It's the ways of the world. Now, we do have Since callers, I will say. Oh, do we have? OK, yes. OK, OK. Well, let's go to the calls. And then maybe <laughs> during one of the breaks, I will uh, make another observation. OK, 888-589-8840. Where do we go first? All right, let's go to uh, Christy in Arkansas. Hi, Christy. Hi, I appreciate you both so much. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to say, in regard to the judge mm-hmm. trying to sit on the Supreme Court, yes. that I am not a geologist, 
but I know what a rock is. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yes, Christy. Yes, exactly. yes, to the nail. Yeah, right on the head. I mean, that's that's right. that's, that's it. Thank you, Christy. Thank like you. I, I appreciate it. I mean, it really is simple. And I, and I say that this goes back to Romans one, that uh, claiming to be wise, they became fools. Yeah. And this is almost sort of like a literal presentation of that. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. Right. When you do not retain the knowledge of God in any of your actions and in any of your doing, um, you become foolish. And then, hmm. and then, unfortunately, you present that foolishness routinely. And that's what we saw coming from Katanji Brown Jackson. Like yeah. it's just. It's just really, really sad. That's that's good, though, Christy. Thank you so much. I appreciate <laughs> you calling in. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Marsha in Arkansas. Hi, Marsha. Hi. Well, thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Sure. But, you know, some time ago I got turned off against Disney. I forget what it was. But I looked up. I just got curious about all the things that they own. And they're so huge. And no wonder they have so much voice that yeah. gets people's attention. I mean, they own Fox and ESPN, and they're just gigantic. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, I'm going to try to boycott them the best I can, but it's almost impossible. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, something else about the Academy Awards, they still have actor and actress awards. I wonder when they're going to stop doing that, mm-hmm. when they're going to have to stop <laughs> dividing them up between male and female. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a, what a great observation because even that seems to be a little bit limiting, right? Like, best, it should just be best supporting thing. Right. Best supporting person, best, best, best person in this category. It's interesting because when you start erasing all of the distinctions that we have, like the obvious distinctions, then you recognize that they still hold on to the ones that they just are like, no, but we come on. <laughs> right. Because because they're the progressives. Right. So they should have actually already done away with these categories by now. That's yeah. a great observation, yeah. Marsha. That's a really excellent observation. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Jerry in Tennessee. Hi, Jerry. Hey, Will and Mickey. How are you guys? Hey, doing, Jerry. Doing good. Hey, uh, first, I just wanted to encourage my fellow listeners to sign up for the uh, conference. Mm. I am really looking forward to it. And I'm going to share something that uh, I'm not sure I've heard anybody say before. Um, of course, going to the conference, you know, you get this great teaching. You'll be really pumped when you leave and, and, and encouraged. But you also get to meet people face-to-face mm-hmm. who you might have met online through different AFR shows. Mm-hmm. And, and I've got friends now. I was just talking to one last night. We're looking for colleges, and we were just talking online last night about um, their experience with some colleges that we're looking at. And, I, I mean, I've had dinner with some of these people after the conferences. I mean, I can't encourage people to, uh, strongly enough to go to the go to this uh, conference that's oh, coming thank up. thank you so, for that, Jerry. It, it, yeah, anyway, I just wanted to share that. Hey, I, I read something. You know, I read quite a, read quite a bit about CRT and all this stuff, and, but I read something today that I thought you guys might find interesting. So this guy, he said, here's, he, he said, here's how CRT is used with kids. They're going to use CRT to come in and bash kids' identities. They're going to demonize their skin color, whether they be white or black. They'll make you an oppressor or oppressed. Mm-hmm. And all of this is designed to divorce kids from their parents mm. bring in the seed of distrust and probably pretty effective right it's like mom dad why, why don't you feel bad about being mm-hmm. white or why don't you feel bad about being black well then here's the insidious part if that's not bad enough this guy said they bring in the lgbt ideology and they say hey those bad those bad identities you have because of your white skin or your black skin or whatever well now you can fix it all if you choose a different sexuality, 
So in short, CRT demonizes you, makes you feel bad about yourself, and then LGBT can come in and redeem you and give you this mm. new identity. Wow. Yeah. I just thought that, it, it, first of all, insidious, horrible, evil, but I thought it was a really interesting insight. Hmm. Man, thank you so much for sharing that. And insidious is absolutely the word. But you make an interesting point there, Jerry, in sharing that information, because if you think about it, that's kind of what happens. You get a new identity if you can join, um, as they describe it, the LGBTQIA+, so then and everything else, right? right? So you gain a new identity. But I think there's even more to it than that. You, you gain a celebrated identity. I really mm. think that these people who, as you rightly put it, are behaving um, in such an insidious fashion, I, I think they, they are okay that you have an identity, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so, so you, can, you can choose whatever identity you want, but I think what they're saying is that we're not going to celebrate it. You're not going to you're not going to be valuable because of that. You'll only be valuable because of the identities that we pre-approve. And so that's why you can have like so. So and I and I jokingly say this, but guys, this is just the reality of what we're dealing with. So you're supposed to have black people that are oppressed in this country and thereby because of that oppression um, are deserving of protected class status. So favored status. Right. Special options, special opportunities. um, first over everything because you've you're you're part of the oppressed people group but if you have a person who is black in america but does not submit to the ideology then all of a sudden you see that identity is not celebrated that identity is not exalted so that identity does not enjoy the protected class status now so so what do you have to do you have to be you it, it all really does boil down to brainwashing in other words you have to say what they what they say Mm-hmm. You have to be what they say is valuable, mm-hmm. right? So if you're going to be white, so you, according to critical race theorists, according to critical theory, um, that's oppressive, right? So that's irredeemable. You can't redeem that unless, unless you're white trans, <laughs> right? Or white non-conforming or white non-binary, something, right. something you, you've got to find something to level out that identity. Guys, and here's the thing that will really just blow your mind about this. You may find this confusing and you may feel like, I don't even understand what you're saying, Miki, but please, please understand your kids know what this is. Your kids know what this is. I'm going to say this and we'll go back to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. As we were conversing with our children, the big three, the other night, JD, who is 12, said something that encouraged my heart. And I thought, man, Lord, you know, and we pray for our children. We do not believe that they are going to be spared or protected on the strength of our activities alone. Right. It is by the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit that they will be kept and preserved from this culture. Facts. Bottom line. J.D. said something as we were talking to them the other night. He said, you know, as we're discussing this, this is what he said. He's 12. He says, as we're discussing this, I'm realizing that I really have no idea just how much you guys have protected us from this culture. Hmm. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. He said, because so they're, so we, we have to actively teach them. So, and we do this in an age appropriate fashion. So they're older now. So we can tell them a little bit more, right? We can tell them a little bit more than we told them last year. We can tell them a little bit more than we told them two years ago. Certainly we can tell them a little bit more than we told them three years ago. And so as they're learning this, and so JD just had this revelation where he's like, wait a minute. He goes, And so many of my peers already know this stuff. 
He goes, I'm just realizing that I don't know just how much you guys have protected us. And let me tell you, he was saying this from a place of gratefulness, mm-hmm. not from a place of like, why are you keeping this from right. me? But from a place of gratefulness, like, because here's the thing. We want you to know this information. We just don't want you to be a victim of it. And what's the difference between knowing the information and being a victim of it? In many cases, it's age and the person who is sharing the information. Yep. All right. Back to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. All right. Let's go to Doug in Mississippi. Hi, Doug. How are you doing today? Doing great. Doing great. Thank you, Doug. I just wanted to offer my prayers for your brother Dan, brother Dan, see you. Yes. The, the verse to me that comes to mind is John fourteen one through three. My father's house, I build many mansions. And the other quick comment I wanted to make was that, as far as everybody getting these electric cars, when uh, President Biden gets an electric plane. Air Force One, I'll get an electric car. <laughs> I hear you, Very good. Look, people, I, you know, I don't know. I guess I have questions about, you know, whenever the government, whenever the government. Anyway, this is going to be another <laughs> whole, a whole other topic. But I just just to Doug's point, whenever the government starts to sort of like insert itself into people's private and personal lives mm-hmm. and starts to to make demands of what people have to buy and what they must do and what they must put into their bodies and, and all of these things. It just becomes very concerning because I feel like there must be some sort of vested interest. Now, I want you to think about this. We already are seeing this kind of be uncovered in real time, which means that it was super egregious. OK, with the vaccines or yeah. the shots or whatever we're, we're already seeing. So whenever you have this kind of revelation coming out in real time like this, it tells you that the information was so overwhelming that even those who wanted to hide it couldn't hide it. All right. So but think about the government forcing people to get these shots, forcing people, forcing people to get these shots. So my question is, should the government begin forcing people, incentivizing them, I call it people to get these electric cars? My question then will be what's in it for them? You know, what what else will be wired in in the cars? Like what what else will the government be able to control? (laughs) Will they be able to control people's rates of speed? Will they be able to control when people drive? Will they be able to control where people go? Will the cars come with like sort of a a kill switch and all of these things? I mean, I I know, I know. Tinfoil hat, (laughs) tinfoil hat. But you would have been under a tinfoil hat if you would have said maybe one day they'll force people to get shot or force people (laughs) into experimental studies. Maybe they'll force people into studies that... Man, you're right. Oh, but here we are. You're right? right. You're the right. pigs walking on their hind legs. <laughs> it, it, okay. All right. Um, 888-589-8840. Where do we go? Well, we go to break. Oh, okay then. Um, <laughs> right after the break, we can get right back to the phone lines. We have a full bank. But keep calling because people drop off and then you can call in. And so um, make sure that you, you stay with us. We, Look, we still I, take I want calls. Okay, yeah. Well, well, I'm sorry. I didn't recognize where we were on the clock that we were headed to the break here. Um, let me say something just to go back to what our brother Doug said. What an encouragement it is for all of us, for those who are alive and remain, that we will be caught up to meet the Lord and that we'll be Amen. with Him forever. Amen. So Dan precedes us, He goes before us in His passing. But this is the hope of all of us. We are all hoping. <clears throat> Excuse me. And looking forward to being with Christ. 
We'll take the break and we'll be right back. resurrected from the tomb to restore everyone jesus was crucified for as he speaks to his disciples here rebukes from our lord he reproves them for not believing welcome back to aaron the addison's on american family radio it's the friday edition it's the gumbo show um usually do a little bit of a lighter show kind of not in like the lightest of moods i will admit that and so um i apologize if it if it is coming through um Let's go back to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. All right, let's go to, let's see, Christine in Kansas. Hi, Christine. Hello. Hello. Oh my Hello. So, many, so many things. I'm going to rein it in. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so way back when you released the Leviathan mom shirts, mm-hmm. I, re- I got one. I've kind of Yay. communicated with you guys on your page. Anyway, ran to school board, made it. I'm there. What oh, you were Christine, I know who you happening. are. I I know yeah. who you. I remember. Yes, yeah. hi, hi, yes, yes. <laughs> so I will say, Miss Miki, what you are saying to these people, parents, what's happening in schools, one hundred percent on target, correct. Mm-hmm. We have got to get good Christian parents running for school board, being in the schools. If I mean, if not, just you know, at home debunking a lot of this stuff. But really, we need people involved in public school if that if you're not you don't have the option to teach homeschool or to mm-hmm. pull your kids to private school you have got we have got to get in there our kids are being sucked away from us mm. man day. christine you are such an example let me let me just say when i got your message and we started kind of talking back and forth i believe it, it was it was on facebook and you said what you were doing i thought man this is what we should be about like if you have your kids in public education, in this setting, you have to know what's going on with them. You have to be actively involved. And chances are the things that you were once doing are probably not sufficient for the right. atmosphere that our kids are facing today, right. which means 100%. you have to step it up, which is exactly what yep. you did. 100%. Ironically, uh, our last child, we have three, a 24, 20, and a 19-year-old. She actually graduated last year. So this was sort of a wow, I'm really glad we're done with that, Lord. He's like, oh, no, <laughs> you're not. <laughs> wow. Um, so, yeah. But, and then also, I wanted to just a really quick little thing. Like I said, so many things. Oh, my goodness. Um, we, uh, we're, I'm doing a uh, study on, you know, this, the armor of God, which is very pertinent to where I am now. I'm having mm-hmm. to rely on that heavily. Um, but we were doing a word study, and we came across and um, something in the Old Testament. Anyway, this, D-I-S. And we were looking up all of the things, you know, with the enemy being, you know, just discourse and all of the, the discords. It actually, the, the part of one of the definitions is, he, you know, the Roman god of the underworld. And when you think about that and you think mm. of Disney, <laughs> I was wow. like, hmm, Disney, that's interesting. <laughs> but anyway, neither here nor there, but. Yeah, well, it's here. It's, it's, it's here and it's there, Christine. 
<laughs> yeah. Look, at this yeah. point, look, there was a time, look, and we all know this. There was a time, Christine, that you would have said something like that and they would have laughed you out of the mom's group. They'd have been like, oh, right. get out of here. And then they would have turned on Frozen. But now today, <laughs> today we hear what you're saying and we go, whoa, man, it is, you know, a little bit worth, you know, exploration. And I understand the, the point that you're making here. But really, yeah. parents have to be vigilant as we pay attention right. to what our kids are consuming. Absolutely. Absolutely. So just thank you both very much for, you know, whether you were just confirmation of what the Holy Spirit was trying to do anyway, or however that lined up, you, you there was a part that y'all played and hopefully, you know, we'll connect in eternity and have some good laughs. So. Oh man. <laughs> God bless you, Christine. Thank, thank you, Christine. you so much for calling in. I'm so glad that you did. And I, man, I, I'm glad that you were active. I'm glad that you did something um, to 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 handle the problems that you were observing and, and you Amen. didn't just complain about it. Man, Amen. that's so good. And just by the way, I will let our listeners know that you can go to the AFA Resource Center and you can get a Leviathan Mom t-shirt as well. I started talking about the Leviathan Mom because I think when you read scripture, you look at the account of Job that the Leviathan actually seems to be stronger than the bear. Um, the Bible says on earth there's not a creature like it. That if you um, lay your hands on it, you remember the battle because you won't do it again. Mm -hmm. And I thought, man, that's the kind of mom that we have to be in this culture. So we did a, a couple shows, I think, where we talked yeah. about the Leviathan um, and consistent with what the Bible says Amen. about the Leviathan. <laughs> Amen. So, <clears throat> goodness send your emails to no i'm just kidding <laughs> right. but yeah will. you can go to the afa store and you can get your own leviathan mom uh shirt which just is a message to culture that's it it's a it's a statement uh to culture that don't touch my kids don't touch my kids mama bear yes i understand it but the bible doesn't say that there's no creature like the bear on earth the bible says there's no creature on earth like the leviathan that you will remember the battle that you get into with this creature and so i just thought that's the caliber of mama we ought to be. You can go to <laughs> afastore.net and uh, you can get your shirt there. All right, well, the great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to uh, Doug in Louisiana. Hi, Doug. Hi there. Hello. Thanks for taking my call. Mm hmm. Go ahead. Can, can y'all hear me? Yes, sure. Uh, I was wanted to uh, talk about the Ukraine Russian crisis right now and the China crisis. Um, I'm retired, and I've been sitting watching a lot of history and how Russia started way back from the Baltics, and they moved down into the Ukraine area first, and then Russia developed out of Ukraine. One of my comments is that if Putin wants to restore his historical Russia, so could Zelensky, because Ukraine was there was Ukraine before Russia. Now, as far as the Belt and Road Initiative that uh, Xi Jinping is trying to do, that's to go all the way to the west part of Europe with this Belt and Road Initiative and then down through the chicken neck of India so he can supply the world with his goods, the electronics and all the high-tech equipment that they make in China. And Russia, with Putin, I call it the ping-pong effect, uh, Xi Jinping. Mm, I got you. Being the pong. Mm -hmm. I got you. Um, that, all right. So uh, I believe that uh, Putin is going to build the infrastructure to the West for China. Mm -hmm. Wow. And Man. so that uh, supply, they want to supply the world with everything, uh, you know, gas and oil for Western Europe and all of Europe from Russia. And Xi Jinping, I mean, he, you know, with his national Europe, he wants to supply America. Now, the question is, 
how much would our goods cost today if this belt and road and the Putin thing was to happen? I, my answer is things would be cheap, but if they would have to take care of their humanitarian problems first before the world would allow that. And then the only way this would happen is what we don't want is a one world government. I Look, I didn't know if you were going to get to that, Doug, because I because I look, here's my thing. And I, I will just tell you. So all of the nuances of this conflict, I'm not I'm not um, following point by point. What I'm looking for is I'm looking for the big moves. Right. And why am I looking for the big moves? Because I'm comparing the big moves to what I've already read in Scripture that tell us about nations coming together and ultimately these nations rising up against Israel. And why am I concerned about that? Because I am looking forward to all of those things that portend the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am looking for the catching up of the saints. I know that there are some believers. I would just say this. I know that there are some believers who, though they don't say, well, where is his return? And, And, you know. They live like scoffers. Hmm. They live like the scoffers that people uh, that Peter wrote about in his second letter. So what I'm saying is, as we see these things happening, there are big eternal questions that we should be asking, because even these these things that are happening that point to the return of Jesus Christ, point to the catching uh, the the catching up of the saints. I think that the questions that we have to be asking really are, okay. so how should I be living right now? Because remember, that's the that's the question that Peter asked. Right. Because all of these things are to be so, what matter of life should you be living in holiness and godliness? Right. Like that's yeah, the question. That's so because the Lord is coming again, because this world that was once deluged with water is going to be deluged or overrun with fire, it's going to be destroyed with fire. Peter said, so what manner of, of people should you be? How should you be living? So when I see all of these things kind of lining up and squaring up, because look, I look and, you know. The the Ukrainian government is is not a squeaky oh, clean no. government. There's a lot of corruption there. Okay, so so I think Christians who are praying find themselves in a bit of a conflict as far as when you look at the nations, you look at the governments, right? You look at the leadership of these two nations. But here is what the Christian does not have to be conflicted over as we pray: that the Lord Jesus is coming again. And all of these things are like chess pieces being positioned on a board that portend or that point to or that tell us, hey, it's imminent. It's imminent. And I don't want look, I'll say this and we'll go back to the phone lines. I don't want believers to lose hope. We are told to comfort one another with the fact that Jesus is coming again. The only way that we can really be comforted by that, though, honestly, is if we are are if we see ourselves as strangers in this land. Yes. You know, it's hard to be comforted by this news if we are attached to here. That's right. And so that's that's a huge problem, you know, that we all have to like deal with that. Lord, help me not to be sucked in and, and too attached, you know, to this world, because that news is not encouraging if everything rides on here. You know, that's right. That's right. Man, and and anyway, I don't know if that's if that's the the response that you were necessarily looking for, my brother, but but I will tell you when I see these things happening, I look and okay, I always want to give a final comment that turns into more, but let me say this. I grew up watching um teaching on end time events. That's that's how I grew up. I know it's it's very weird, but in my teenage years, 
this is the kind of stuff that I consumed, right? Watching about what it would look like in the end times possibly and, and, and watching teachers teach on the end times, right? And I remember thinking, wow, how could that ever be? Like, I just, mm. you know, there are certain things that it, I couldn't see it. I, I couldn't imagine that. And it seemed to me <laughs> like it was all sort of like it had to just, I don't know, it had to be a little bit kind of like a, like a movie type thing. <laughs> but now, as I look at what's going on in our world, I don't, I don't, it's not even a stretch of my imagination to mm. try to envision those things that the Lord already foretold would happen. Yeah. Right. So when we see these things happening, this is more than, and guys, here's what I think is so important. Last thing I promise. It's more than just nation rising against nation. We are at the point on the calendar where we're looking at specific nations rising against specific nations. Guys, check your Bibles, check your, like, this is not just because because when you say nation against nation, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, and all of these wars and rumors of wars. But now we're at the point on the clock where we're getting to specificity. Mm -hmm. So it's specific nations that are grabbing our attention and saying, hey, check me out. I'm making moves. Guys, the Lord already told us. He already told us. So you so you prepare, you get ready, you tell people the truth. Right. But we're almost home. Mm -hmm. I know that's not popular. It makes people like, you know. We're almost home. All right. Well, the great. Where do we go next? All right. Let's go to Russ in Ohio. Hi, Russ. Hi. How are y'all today? Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, I just wanted to comment about the uh, uh, the bill in Florida. Sure. Mm -hmm. And how I think much of that, uh, although after the conversation you just had, I think we ought to just leave it there and say, even though, <laughs> Lord Jesus, uh, look up, Amen. our redemption draws nigh. Amen. And Amen. The the show. <laughs> uh, uh, but it, you know some of that, what's going on down there, it, it seems to me like it boils down to a previous program that y'all had on once before with this question of whose children are they? And yes. they just want to indoctrinate our children so bad. And the fact that there's medical personnel, the governments, teachers, teachers unions that think that they have more of a right to our children than those of us who actually have helped to give them the DNA that's actually in their bodies is Come just on. mind boggling to me. Yeah. And you Come said on. it once before already, these, this uh, uh, supposed wisdom uh, actually is displaying their foolishness. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I find it ironic, too, at the same time, because some, most of these folks, uh, if they happen to be some high-dollar cat breeders, would never dream in a million years of little kittens taken down the street to the dog breeder and have the dog breeder raising their little kittens, you know? Right, uh, right. You're not going to listen to having giraffes at the zoo. Uh, let's take the baby giraffes and let the, uh, let the lions on the other end of the zoo, let's have them raise them, you know? We wow. would never dream of that, but... Wow. <laughs> But mm. we can help you, your parents, uh, help you better raise your children. Just absurd. Yeah. Man, uh, Russ, thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you for you guys do. Thank you. God bless man. you. Thank That's you for true. your observations, yeah. man. What astute observations you've just made. I will say this. Um, <clears throat> they need our children. Right. And I, I, wish, <laughs> I wish parents everywhere understood this. And I wish you understood it from a place that is not conspiratorial, where you're, you're just sort of like, eh. I, I wish you understand that. Or, or understood that they literally really do need your children. And <clears throat> some of the success that we have seen on the part of wickedness in this country has come from the strength of children raised in the church. 
Hmm. Man. Can we can we pause and let put, put <laughs> that in the slow cooker just for a minute? Wow. Some of the success, some of the gains that we have seen on behalf of wickedness in this country has come by way of the strength of children raised in the church. Wow. So if there isn't a clearer picture as to why they need your children, let that thought be with you this weekend. Would you send your children off to be tools of Satan? Would you do that? Would you would you give your children over to him? <laughs> All right. We're out of time. Until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.